Hey, Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around. Because, hey, if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't stress it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for this podcast, because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, The Surf Continuum. Well, uh, we are recording right now live. Well, it's not live. (laughs) But we're recording now in Puerto Rico, having a grand old time. And if you're a listener of this show, you're definitely going to notice a difference in sound quality. And that's because I have the pleasure of sitting here with Kevin Angelo, Kevin the Kind Man, who busted out all his recording equipment and great microphones so dude thank you so much for that oh absolutely thanks for having me on the podcast yeah this is really fun dude i'm stoked i'm just bummed because now next week is gonna go back to my regular old mics <laughs> <laughs> i could always help you out when i when i'm free yeah well you know what it is i actually i've thought about having this kind of a setup you know the audio interface and good mics and all that but then i have to carry all that stuff around mm-hmm. and like i'm doing this all over the place i go to california record with someone mm-hmm. do it in puerto rico so it's nice to have these little pocket mics i just throw it in my bag and simple it's not that bad but this is gonna sound so good there's always a price to pay when you're trying to get better quality <laughs> yeah yeah that's true so all right well I asked Kevin to be on the show because he told me the other day one of the funniest stories that I've ever heard about being in Puerto Rico, and we were just talking about how, you know, when you're getting out of the water in places with reef, it's a little bit more precarious. There's, like, certain spots you want to go in and out at um, because certain parts of the reef are just gnarly and covered with urchins and fire coral, all kinds of weird things that could potentially uh, just ruin your day (laughs) just (laughs) trying to get in or out of the water. Yeah. Endless amount of things, pretty much. Yeah, endless. So, uh, yeah, I guess that story is probably one of the funnier stories I've ever had surfing because of, one, it was like my birthday probably like three years ago. Oh, geez, I even forgot about that part. (laughs) Yeah, it was my birthday, and I had such a good session, like surfing Marias and Dogmans and getting so many waves with like five to eight foot surf, glassy all day long. And I probably surfed like three and a half hours and caught so many waves. The tubes that I got were like some of the most crystal clear tubes I've ever gotten in my whole life. Oh, that's epic. And it was, it was so much fun. And uh, <laughs> I guess part of the same, same day, of the, you know, a wave that I caught during that day, I was with a friend and he's watching me and I'm pumping through this section and I'm like, damn, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this section, you know, uh, if I'm going to make it down the line long enough so I might have to straighten out and so I made it in through the tube and then as I'm like getting out of the tube and pulling out my friend is staring at me and his smile from watching me get tube goes into this look of concern and I was just like oh shit and this eight what does foot, this mean this yeah what does this mean right and so sure enough this eight foot wave just violently fucking destroys me throws me in the air like five feet I come back down I had just gotten so tubed and I got slammed all the way to the bottom of the floor you know sitting on the bottom of the reef for like two three seconds and then I could actually you know there was like a wall above me and finally I was able to just push up Wait, off. What, do you, what do you mean a wall above you a wall of water oh it, oh you just know holding you down holding me down right yeah Jeez. so as that's happening uh 
<laughs> I'm like, all right, let's push off the reef now. I can finally go up. And I get up, and I was like, oh, whoa, that was, that was a good working. It's, I guess it's time to you know, go in because I had had my fun, been in for three and a half hours, and that was probably the more brutal beatdowns I've had and, and at, at, the point, at that point in my surfing career. And uh, <laughs> so I go in, and I'm super shot after catching a lot of waves, and I'm at you know, certain points in the Marias at, and in Puerto Rico, there's lots of reef spots where people tell you don't go in there, you know, like don't, this is your spot, it's like a five yard, 10 yard window, that's where you should be going in, that's where you should be paddling out, paddling in too. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's maybe one or two of them every couple hundred yards down the reef. And I was lazy and I didn't want to go paddle against the current to the one spot that I knew was safe. Right, right. And so I... So you're testing a new, new spot. Testing a new spot and I follow this one guy to the to where he's going in because I see him and he gets in on the reef no problem and I was just like oh that's an interesting spot I'm just going to try and go right there I've yeah, never just follow that guy he looks fine yeah right and so I go up and you know I was just figured that I'd be in totally fine and I put my foot down on the reef and just landed on a big urchin you know oh. Oh, like I could see, its needles were just fully stuck in my foot, like my foot was stuck there. Oh. And, and so I put my other foot down to relieve some pain and landed on another urchin. Oh so my now, God. now I have both my feet completely stuck in urchins. Jeez. And, you know. Okay, now wait, I got to pause you for one second because <laughs> we're taking for granted. Some people actually probably don't even know what an urchin is, you know, oh or like, ah, maybe not. But let's just, just to be safe. They're just a little like porcupine ball <laughs> that sit in the crevices of the reef. Yeah. And they're sharp. They, but someone just told me, was it you, that they don't just poke you, but they also kind of excrete a little bit of like a, a toxin or something. Yeah. So it adds to the pain. It's not like you're just getting poked with a million needles, but they have like a toxin that just makes you swell up a little and gives you that irritation that just makes it extra, extra painful. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a pain like no other. Um... It's you amazing because it can be a, just a tiny little speck. Yeah. And you're like looking for why this pain is emanating from your foot. And all you see is this black dot. I mean, the first time it happened to me and I was like, no, it can't be that. What, like <laughs> yeah. what is hurting me so bad right now? Definitely not that little black speck. Yeah, definitely. And it definitely is. It's so crazy the way that, that small little speck can just ruin your day. And how many little specks did you have? <laughs> yeah, right. Cause sometimes, so you're standing on two of them right now. Because <laughs> sometimes just one is like, you know is painful enough so yeah. now i have i had like pro probably like 30 in my left foot and oh. like 10 in my right foot Jesus. and so then as so i'm in so much pain when this is happening and to i just fell backwards because i could my both my feet were kind of wedged into urchins oh. and so i fall back on my hands oh. on both my hands and both my hands land on urchins <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just Kind of like stuck all fours, like you aimed for them, like a backwards crab <laughs> in the, in the, on the reef, stuck there. And I was like, "Damn, I'm like in all, you know, I'm like wedged into the reef right now." And how how far off of the beach are you? Like you can see the sand right there, right? Oh yeah, it's like five yards away. Yeah, it's it's right there. Yeah, it's so close. And like I have to maybe walk two to three yards to get off the reef, and I'm fine. But. Uh -huh. In that two or three yards, there was like probably a hundred urchins. Yeah. You know, and, and so then 
I'm sitting there with all fours stuck into the reef and I had no other option and I just sit down <laughs> oh, no. to try and wiggle my feet out of, out of the place because I couldn't get anything out. And so I sit and sure enough, just to add to the story, it, it land right on like two or three urchins. So one on my left butt cheek and two on my right butt cheek. Oh, I'm so sorry to laugh, but it's just so funny. <laughs> You poor thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, it, it was, like, one of the happier surf sessions I've had. And I, I was just sitting there laughing at myself pretty much because I was like, how the fuck, how did this happen? You yeah. Know? And it was just too, too coincidental because someone had told me the day before, you know, like, always go in at the spots. And I was like, ah, oh, it's, you know, I'm tired. I shouldn't do it. And then, you know, sitting there getting my hands and feet out of the urchins, wiggling them out just to make sure they come out a little bit more. And uh, I finally break free and like start walking and every step hurts along oh, the way. I can only imagine. You know, for like two weeks, every step hurt. And I had to pick out hundreds of little needles, like probably like in my hands, you know, like in my palm, like 30 on my left hand and the same on my right. Wow. How did you get them out? Like, did you use tweezers or? I bathed them in hot water a lot. And like, since I guess I got so many in them of, not all of them were deep. Mm -hmm. So like some of them were deeper than others. Mm -hmm. And so the ones that weren't deep kind of just fell out of their mm -hmm. own cord after I would take a hot, you know, right, hot shower. Right. That's definitely one way to do it. But so, yeah, cause that's actually a good thing to like a little knowledge to drop. Especially if some of you people out there are like traveling surfers and you're going to some place where there's urchins. First of all, definitely get the local insight on where to get in and out of the water and don't be lazy about it, about not using those spots. And then second of all, if you do get an urchin, like sometimes it just happens, you know, or whatever, for whatever reason, you find one with your foot somehow, um, soak it in hot water. It's definitely like a really great way to soften the skin. And if it's not, if it's deep, you still want to soften the, like the skin so you can kind of get it out easier, right? Like especially on your feet, if your feet are like calloused and hard skin, mm -hmm. it kind of like holds on to the urchin almost. Yeah. So if you can try your best to soften them up. And what are some other tricks? Like, you know, you're plucking them out with tweezers. Some yeah. people, some people use a knife, you know, to like kind of cut around the skin. Yeah. You got to kind of cut the skin around a little bit. If it's deep enough, you know, and it's giving you that much pain, you kind of want to just get it out. You just want to get it out. Yeah. Because yeah, it, it can just like, just every step can kind of add to the to the pain if it's there for too long yeah but yeah i think those are the three sh methods to get it out is yeah there's hot water tweezer and you know removing and skin and patience <laughs> yeah it just takes a lot of time you need like a good friend to sit there with you and help you do it sometimes yeah. uh, i remember actually your brother john we were here like years ago um and he like rolled across the reef like on a bad wipeout and so we were all taking turns like plick picking at his back because he had like a big scrape I just am remembering this now. He had this big scrape that we even have a picture of it, like a big old scrape from the reef. Yeah. And like in the scrape was urchins, you know, like that was painful for him. Mm -hmm. And like, he just kind of sat there and took it and kept doing shots, you know, and like, <laughs> until we got them all out. That's another way to get over it. <laughs> yeah. That's another trick. Do some shots. Want another beer? Uh, yes, please. It's that time of the show. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Click o'clock. <laughs> the local brew, Medalla. But uh, anyway, what were we saying? We were talking about we were talking about the urchins. You finished your story. How it hurts like hell. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you remember? Uh, 
I don't know, just how sometimes a, a good surf session outweighs all those bad things, maybe. <laughs> because that's the, like... Yeah, would you, would you change anything about that day except for where you went in? <laughs> I was definitely not going to that same spot. But, you know, I, and apparently that guy just looked where he was walking. So, like, if just look when you're about to step on a reef, you know, like, mm. be really sure of, like, that step, that first step. Right, right. You know? That's a good point. I mean, that's kind of true anywhere. I mean, just look where you're walking, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but especially for those urchins, they're usually, like, black or purple. I mean, they can kind of be all kinds of colors. So just look for spiky things. <laughs> so, all right, well, wanna, tell us a little bit about, because you know this is like a kind of a beginner surf podcast. Talk about how you learned how to surf, where you, you I mean, you had some serious influences from your dad and your older brother who are both awesome surfers. I actually just today have this, saw this photo looking through some old photos of me ripping a boogie board. You know, no way. Like, as oh, a you young gotta kid. send me that because I'll post it up and, yeah, and yeah. that'll be like the cover art for this show. It's, um, it's, I was started boogie boarding, you know, like when I was four or five years old and started standing on that boogie board when I was like six years old <laughs> and like going down the line doing three, little mini 360s, like hand drags, like Sick. on a boogie board. <laughs> and then uh, probably like I was eight or nine and my dad was like, oh, let me see. Yeah, we have the photo for, for Chris now. Oh, that's great. What a classic shot. I think I'm like seven years what old. What a good little stance. <laughs> All right, that you guys will be able to see that on the uh, the Instagram account, the Surf Continuum, but because um, that's that's classic, that's a good one. <laughs> Save that for me, or just send it now. So, uh, I guess I was nine, ten, yeah, nine years old, and my dad was like, "Hey, Kev, you want to like take a real surfboard out?" I was like, "All right, sure." And then you know, I I grew up surfing in Ditch Plains in in Montauk, New York. That's pretty much where I would spend a decent portion of my summers for my whole life, and. Uh, I would, we would surf not at the, uh, at Ditch Plains, but at like the sandbar. So mm -hmm. like over by the beach. Yeah. You now right in front of Yellow House pretty much. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where like the sandbar there back in the day was always like this beautiful can walk out and it'd be super calm until you had like a three foot day and it'd be so like this nice running line that was clean. I remember it so perfectly. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I would surf the Doyle, this blue Doyle. My dad was in love with the Doyle for yeah, some reason. Yeah, he still loves them. Yeah, he still loves the Doyle. I don't it's, know why. Yeah. He, he likes beating on, on a board and not caring about it. Oh, and yeah, so true. like that kind of board is perfect for him mm -hmm. you know, to just do that. And so I rode a Doyle for a while. And then you know, I remember the day where I was like, all right, I'm going to paddle over from, you know, the sandy side of the thing to the rocky side you know, over the other side of the jetty and I was like oh this is a you know this is a big step right here as a <laughs> young kid going to, over these rocks right now <laughs> and it's really funny thinking about it because now I surf that wave every day pretty much you know like maybe a hundred times a year at least and you know coaching as well on it and it's really funny to just look back on those days and like looking at the jetty as if it was some sort of monster you know? Yeah, yeah, like some horrible like like trial that you had to pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's uh, that's a good point to bring up. Like super experienced in that spot and like knows it well. And if you ever wanted to surf with Kev, you could always do that because uh, he teaches with Corey's Wave. You just you got to hit up those peeps over there and you get to surf with Kev. Ask for Kev and the kind man. Yeah, <laughs> I relate with music and life and sports and whatever it is that you want and uh make that into a whole surfing experience for you yeah epic that's so actually that's a that's a 
kind of a cool thing I'd like to talk about. A little bit off-surf topic, but it's just cool how you brought all your, your gear down here with you. Your, your guitar, your mixer, your, your computer, your interface. I mean, what else? You, got, you had to pick up a speaker while you're here. But talk basically, to put it all together to do some gigs down here and, and get some work done. That's epic, man. Talk about looking like a kook in the airport. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. How I, much stuff did you have? I bring a 10-foot board bag. Filled with a keyboard, a keyboard stand. This is great. You've got to tell us. Yeah, yeah. How did, tell us how you do. How do you pack? How does Kevin the Kind Man pack for Puerto Rico? So, yeah, I take this big 10-foot board bag that pretty much all the straps are broken on now because I've used it so many times. <laughs> and it's too heavy every time I use it. So every time I get it back from the airport, another strap is broken from the guys not being able to carry it. <laughs> but so I put everything into this board bag <laughs> like almost everything uh as much as i can i put a keyboard you know a five foot keyboard a five foot keyboard stand two uh pedal bags that are weigh like 30 pounds each probably uh, two surfboards <laughs> my clothes in plastic bags to go around the boards and like pad it a couple <laughs> towels all my miscellaneous stuff. And then, you know, I lug that thing to oversize and then I still have another guitar in my hand and another guitar on my back. You know, I get rid of one of the guitars and then finally I can just go to the gate with like a guitar on my back and a backpack. No way. But it's that, that, that time frame from getting the board bag into my car and into the over, oversized luggage is the kookiest times I've ever had in my whole life. <laughs> it's like people looking at me like, what are you doing with that bag? And uh, dragging it across the floor because the wheels are too, it, it's too heavy for the wheels to even work. Yeah, you it, just overdid it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> overload. I even skip the airport's like, you know, baggage thing and get it past oversized oftentimes without it, you know, paying for the hundred, because if it's over a hundred pounds, they won't even let you fly it. They oh, make you really? take stuff out. Oh, so. Wow. So sometimes I have to, I try and skip that because if it can be over hundred pounds sometimes, <laughs> but there's airlines chip you anyway, so I don't feel that bad. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're, they're doing just fine. Yeah. You do whatever you got to do to get that stuff down here because, uh, man, it's, it's pretty cool to like, to be able to go out and see you play in, in, in different places and just like how you made yourself mobile and it's cool. Uh, like, dude, why don't you tell your schedule actually, because in the chance I'm going to release this tomorrow. So in the chance that anybody hears it and they're in Puerto Rico, can catch you for a show. Um, yeah. So what, what do you got coming up? Yeah, so uh, I'll be here till the end of March playing shows as a duo with this girl, Kate, who's got a lovely voice. If you want, check us out. Kate Usher and the Sturdy Souls is the name of our group. And we'll be playing every Wednesday at the Beach House from 5 to, or 5 to 8 p.m. for Sunset. We'll be playing every Thursday at Roots in, in town near the Art Walk from 10 to 12 p.m. Uh, this Sunday will be at Copayena for sunset from 6 to 9 p.m. And uh, the rest of our shows, it'll kind of go like that for the next couple of weeks and maybe a show or two here at Casa Verde. Awesome. Uh, what, uh, what, how could someone look you up if they're not going to be in Puerto Rico? Yeah, so... Or join your mailing list, because you do pretty good at keeping everyone updated through your email list. Yeah, we try and keep consistently putting out new material and keeping people involved with, you know, what they want to hear. Right. So... How do they sign up? Please check it out at thesturdysouls.com, and you can uh, find a place to sign up for our newsletter on our website, all of our tour dates, new music that we're releasing and our socials and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, your socials, too. Like, you're, you're pretty good about your social um, your accounts. And if you guys like 
people are so like Instagram and all that stuff, you know. So Kevin the Kind Man and the spaces are underscores. Is that correct? Um, no, it's just Kevin the Kind. Just just Kevin the Kind now. It's been changed. Uh, oh, it has no underscores. Just and no Kevin man? the Kind. Yeah, Kevin the Kind. Yeah. Oh, I liked Kevin the Kind Man. I'm actually I actually don't like it that much because I gave my name. I mean. People would call me kind, but I kind of gave it to myself, so it's a little pretentious to call yourself kind. <laughs> but you definitely are the kind man, except when you're Carl, which is Kevin the Kind Man's art alter ego. Which comes out in the late night. <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> Very occasionally. But, but even Carl's not that bad. Uh, he can be. <laughs> he can be. I mean, maybe not compared to some people's alter ego. But, <laughs> but uh, alright, well, I thought that was a fucking killer story i love that one man thanks for telling it uh, yeah. being willing to just break out all this stuff for me and set up and i know you do it every day but still it's a lot of gratitude for me to to be able to have this epic recording um hey if you guys are not subscribed to the Coopcast, you're kooking it go on yep. itunes <laughs> go on itunes or spotify player fm iHeartRadio, there's so many of these podcast directories. You can totally find Coopcast on any one of them, and I'm pretty sure most of them have like a rating system and a subscription thing. So do all of that because it helps us get discovered, found, so on and so forth. I think that's all I want to say. Cool. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the podcast. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Ooh.